0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Donerum monologue podcast. We're on the Thursday of our Pokemon series. Uh, Pokemania, as it originally hit in the U.S., you can guess what the subject's going to be about. Uh, before I get into that subject, I do want to thank our longtime sponsor, uh, Ashley K, Kay, uh, not only for her sponsorship, but also for her support. You can follow her on Instagram at the Minnesota Nurse, all lowercase. So please check her out there. Guys, uh, so uh, part of the brilliance of pokemon's marketing scheme in creating pokemania cuz let's not i, I want to be clear about that now before we finish out the series pokemania was not a organic naturally occurring thing it was meticulously planned N- nintendo absolutely plotted this out and it's just that's why i say it's the most brilliant marketing campaign of all time cuz they were not bottling lightning this was this was uh, field tested and applied brilliantly so uh <coughs> But the most important—sorry about that—most important thing in any marketing campaign is to make sure you have as many products to sell as possible. So, what better way than a trading card game? Uh, Magic: The Gathering had already blown up uh, in the U.S. and Japan and the world, and it originated in the U.S., uh, designed by a legendary game designer, uh, Richard Garfield who uh, just recently designed another game, I believe, called KeyForge, maybe a couple years ago, which was pretty interesting. But Magic the Gathering was really interesting because it was uh, a trading card game in which you pre-constructed a deck and fought against each other, and it was really cool, and now we have a billion of these kind of games. But the most important three in the world are Magic the Gathering, the granddaddy, Pokemon, the most popular amongst all age groups, and uh, or the most age groups, I should say, because uh, Magic: The Gathering is the most popular by far, and Yu-Gi-Oh. But of course, uh, so anyway, in fact, Magic: uh, Magic: The Gathering was such an influence and such an incredible basis for this. When the when the Pokemon trading card game was originally published in the U.S. in I believe 1999, the heart and so- I mean, right when Pokemon was blowing up the most, uh, they actually came to Wizards of the Coast, the company that produced uh, Magic: The Gathering, to publish these cards. So, just a minute about Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast, at this time, had just acquired... Not only were they the publishers of uh, Magic the Gathering, they had just acquired the rights, the licensing rights, to Dungeons & Dragons, of all things. So, imagine being a company, and I believe Seattle, Washington, anyway, in the Pacific Northwest. Imagine you're just published, you're just plugging along, making your own products, and suddenly you have in your hands the most legendary... Lack of a better term, nerd uh, license ever, Dungeon Dragons, and the new kid on the block, Pokemon. You're commanding a lot of power and a lot of capital. And Wizards of the Coast, uh, they were just publishing the cards, but still, they had the American Avenue. Pretty incredible. We were all happy to get them. Uh, and I was talking with the guys earlier about how we. it's kind of funny because uh, I wasn't really... I was eight when Magic the Gathering came out, so I wasn't really aware that it was out. I didn't hear about Magic Gathering. Gathering fact until after Pokemon, but I did get to experience Pokemon as it came out. And it's kind of weird to be with a card game from the beginning because you sort of look back on all these legendary cards and you probably held them in your hand at one point and didn't even think they were that big of a deal. Um, I was mentioning that I knew a lot of kids that would put a Charizard on hot pavement playing on and recess on summer because you just it was just Charizard. Who cared? You wanted to play them. That's the whole point to toys, right? Is to play with them. So the, we... To be into a card game before the collector's aspect fully takes over is kind of an interesting thing, and Pokemon's the only card game I had like that, because I didn't get into Yu-Gi-Oh until after it was popular. Yu-Gi-Oh, of course, released in the U.S. after uh, Pokemon. Excuse me. But the Pokemon card game sort of did what the anime did, and that was, uh, it made sure Pokemon was always on our mind, because Pokemon cards blew up, and like the anime, where it had fans of It that didn't necessarily also like the games, the card game had fans all of its own. And the card game almost became a status symbol. Like, the popular kids were collecting cards to trade. It was just something to do. It was kind of like Pogs that came before it. Except Pogs are dead and buried. You probably haven't thought of Pogs in 10 years until I just said the word Pogs on this monologue talking to you. But Pokemon cards are still clearly alive and well. As you can see, this is actually... This is my collection. This is actually Adam's binder. Adam, is this the entirety of your collection, this binder? Uh, well, I you. Right. I have... Uh, uh, in, in, my, in my house, I have a ton of boxes, and I realize that just sounds like a. have <laughs> got boxes of these things. Adam only has one binder. But uh, it's not like that, I promise. But as you can see, very neat illustrations, very cool. A lot of these, uh, Adam has a lot of Japanese cards, actually, a lot. We have a uh, little uh, Typhlosion there. Yeah. Um. T- actually, it looks like a, a blinding majority of your Japanese cards are Gen two. Um. Almost all. them. There's a Gen one right there, Pikachu. Uh. But looks a uh, a horsey. But yeah. Uh. Let's go back to the beginning here. That's all Japanese cards on the first page. You just told me there's more. These people are expecting the truth, and you're making a fool out of me. Oh my God, Adam. There's still more Japanese cards. Ah, <sighs> finally. <laughs> um, so here's some American English cards. Um, and as you can see, Adam seems to have been a late uh, comer too because some of these don't have an edition printed on them at all or second edition or the jungle set. Uh, let's see if we can find a first. But anyway, that was the way you told what if you had a really valuable card or not back in the day was you checked right here where it told you what set it was in, much the same way that Magic Gathering has its symbols for each set. Here, we'll find that Dratini here, but as I'm doing that, let's keep talking. And, but again, when we were into this, we were into this for the love of Pokemon, not just the collecting aspect, which I think a lot of people are still into. Uh, when I go to buy cards uh, at Walmart, just buy booster packs, I'll typically buy boosters for, uh, for Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. I don't buy as many Magic the Gathering cards anymore because I don't like these newer sets. But uh, when you go there, there's always kids buying Pokemon cards, and I just it's something that actually really warms my heart to see because I don't know that there's any fad that my parents were into in the late seventies that carried on into my adulthood, but it's kind of neat to see that, uh, which by the way, uh, uh, it's something I think about a lot. Just to let you know, like I'm finally at the point of my life where my parents' childhood experience is as far away from when I was being described as it is from me. Like it's, it's weird. It's bizarre. Like, I'm I'm an old man. But uh Wow, this Jatini is hidden. Yeah, keep going. Right there. There he is. Yeah. yeah. That's a rocket Jatini, Adam. Yeah. It's not a first edition. Does it not say edition one Yeah, it's first edition to the rocket um yeah, it's the first edition of it from the rocket set, but it's not from the main first set. So anyway, um Binders like these were very typical to keep your cards in because you wanted to keep your cards pristine. Uh, but more typically, if you were a player, you had deck boxes that you would keep your decks in. And of course, they sold pre-sold decks like every game does. But much like Magic the Gathering, Pokemon pre-sold decks suck. They're terrible. They're awful. They have way more energy than you need. Uh, they have a lot of more basic Pokemon than you need. It's not going to be viable. The only competitively viable and fun, in my opinion, uh, structured decks you're going to find sold is Yu-Gi-Oh! But, Sometimes those uh, pre-made decks for Pokemon are important for fleshing out some uh, lesser, not as useful cards, but still cards you need, if that makes sense. But uh, one thing I find very interesting about the Pokemon TCG that separates it from a lot of other TCGs is when there's a world championship, the the people who make top eight, they publish their decks. Like, they sell their decks, the ones they made. I think that's the coolest thing in the world. Now, um, they will have special backs on them to differentiate them. So that so if they have a rare five hundred dollar card in their deck, you're not buying something that can pass for that. They have markings on the card that indicate that you bought it in a pre sold set, but still very neat. And um, and and so I think the competition to that. And I remember Pokemon competitions were everywhere when this card game first came out. Uh, locally in Evansville, I believe Books a Million hosted tournaments every Saturday, and I think Comic Quest did. Uh, did you guys have any? Places that held Pokemon card game, so you'd have to go all the way to Evansville or Owensboro. Oh, that's lame. Um But, but I'll bet it wasn't hard to find people playing a game in town, right? So people play; they just didn't play competitively. But competitive was was pretty popular, and I think that's what encouraged people to move on. And some people see Pokemon as a gateway drug, TCG, and I very disagree with that. I think it still holds its own. Um, go and watch Worlds. Go and watch some uh, previous world tournaments. There's a lot of interesting things happening, and I think I do think it's interesting that uh, Pokemon has a uh, a junior and a masters division, so you don't have thirty year old men playing against eight year olds. Because there are very good literal children that play this game, like, and they will play off some awesome plays. And um, I'm not going to go too in the room because I'm just talking about the cultural impact of the game. But uh, another thing about the TCG that I really like is uh, you have prize cards that you set down, and you can pick one of these up every time, uh, every time you defeat an opponent's Pokemon. And one thing that's cool about watching the card tournaments is they lay them down on a glass table, and they have a camera up under the table so you can see the player's prize card. And it's just always this, you can almost feel the disappointment for the player because they, of course, don't know what their prize cards are. But when they have their clutch card, their win condition in the prize pile, oh, it's awful. <laughs> it is truly awful. But, uh... The Pokemon TCG, if you've never played it before, go buy a starter deck, man. I know I told you they weren't viable, but they'll teach you how to play the game. Very, very neat. Um, it's a great thing to collect. It's a great thing to collect with your kids. Your kids, I promise you, will get really into it. Because these are cute little designs on these cards. And they're just fun. Um, but it, I think that's because I talked about this with uh, my monologue on Gunpla. I think my favorite thing about the legacy of Pokemon is getting to do something that I did as a kid that I wished I had an adult to help me with. I think the coolest thing is doing it with my uh, children. I think that's very cool, is being able to... And the best thing is, it's still so popular, my my son just organically got into Pokemon. And my daughter, of course, there's all these cute animals. In fact, I think your daughter even really likes Pokemon. Um, oh, and she she loves Pokemon Cafe. and uh, Pokemon... I know it's not a hard... I know, like, 10 years ago, this was a tough subject in uh, game journalism. Um, as tough of a subject as game journalism can cover. But uh, the casualization of games, they were really mad about that. They didn't like that there was casual games. But I think we've grown up about it and realized that that's very gatekeeper and foolish. Like, everyone should be able to enjoy video games. There's no reason. Like, uh, ever since Halo 2, you're not special for playing a video game. There's nothing different about you grow up. Um, so casual game, like... And Pokemon understands to release casual games a lot. Um, we here at Donoram are actually talking a lot about Unite and I think it's growing on me and Adam quite a bit. And uh, Luke even said that he thinks it's pretty neat. We all agree though that it's never going to become a major eSport um, unless Nintendo throws a ton of money at it, uh, which they have at Splatoon already and still not successfully made that a QG uh, sport. But I'm getting off the rails here a little bit. Uh, the Pokemon TCG is largely unchanged from when it was released. Uh, I don't know, there's, there's stadium cards, stuff like that, but it does not change as much as say Yu-Gi-Oh! or certainly not as much as Magic the Gathering. It's still a super, super cool way to spend an afternoon. Um, in fact, when I first got together with my wife, one of the first things I did was get her into the Pokemon uh, trading card game, and she had a Shaman deck that she absolutely loved, and uh, she doesn't like stuff like this at all. So it's kind of a, kind of a treat for the whole family, the Pokemon TCG, but... What's most important was Pokemon trading cards became one of the biggest fads to jump out of. And I I use the word fad very loosely because, of course, these things are still with us. We're still doing these things. So I think uh, the trading card game was one of the most important things of keeping it at the forefront of our our attention. It was uh, something that sort of crossed the barriers for us where people that wouldn't play a video game or people that wouldn't sit and watch a cartoon would still collect these trading card games because there was a... uh, uh, a hustler aspect to it there's a money aspect to it and we really like that or those people really like that so guys if you've never played it do yourself a favor and go back and play it it's still largely the same game uh that it was in 1999 in 2003 uh the pokemon company of course told wizards of the coast that their services were no longer needed and started publishing the card game themselves um that had very little impact on rules or tournaments or anything it's it was mostly just an impact on who was getting the money from it uh but it's still roughly the same game so guys go out and enjoy it uh, in fact um they just the, uh, a few years ago gosh it might even be like seven years now but uh they had an origin set release that was basically a reprint of the original set so there was a lot of, there that was a huge nostalgia boat right there coming into the harbor so anyway guys uh, that's about all I got about the Pokemon TCG. Um, you already know the drill. Uh, we got Patreon, we got Discord, we got all these links popping. Please check them out. Uh, do do us a favor, do yourself a favor, because we're having a lot of fun in uh, Discord. So, um, most importantly, most importantly, I want you guys to be safe and have fun until the next time I see you.